All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. I'm your co-host, Jared Atkins, and thankfully, alongside me again, my co-host, Kurt Kelly. Kurt, what's up, man? Hey, what's happening, Jared? Uh, Friday, May 28th, a uh, little afternoon. Uh, yeah, you want to talk some sports? Let's do it. Uh, yesterday I had posted on our Steel Toes and Scoreboards Facebook page. Today's episode was originally supposed to be about the 2020 World Series, Kurt's Los Angeles Dodgers against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and that was a big episode I wanted to cover because of the effects of the season due to COVID and whatnot, and we decided to push that back a little bit. Yeah. So uh, we thought about the rest of the day, what we were going to cover, what we were going to do. And we decided to stick with baseball. So, uh, yeah, let's do a little. There we go. Turn that down just a little. Uh, so we are going to stick with some baseball talk today, but it's going to be a little different of an episode. Uh, Kurt, what'd you do last night? I'll tell you what I did. Watched a little uh, playoff hockey. Yeah. Unfortunately, my Predators lost well. game six to the one seated hurricanes four to three in overtime. So uh I don't feel bad the pins are out too. The uh Hurricanes are gonna go on to face the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round. So uh you should be happy. Looks like your Los Angeles Dodgers won last night, four to three. Right on, right on. Um Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Uh you know, I could give a rundown of all the MLB games, but um, I don't have all the scores in front of me. Today's episode is going to be kind of fun because I did absolutely zero research this week, and for the episode that we have planned, we don't really need a lot of research. It's just going to be more opinionated, and uh, I mean, I got my phone here. If I have to hop on the Google machine right. for a minute, we can we can do that. But uh, today's episode is going to be... Uh, you're the baseball guru. Yeah. You know, baseball was my first love. And, Mine, uh, too. Mine too, for sure. I, uh, do you remember yesterday I came up to you, or actually, we had this idea about a week ago. Uh, you were over there in the Simon cell, and I came over to you, and I'm like, hey, what would you do if you were the commissioner of baseball? <laughs> And then you started rattling off uh, these yeah. things, and I was like, save this for a future episode, please. <laughs> So, uh, I did, and, uh, so today's episode, Kurt, uh, I'm gonna let you do quite a bit of talking. I mean, I'm gonna pitch in with some questions and hit you with some stuff, but, and basically, the whole point of today's episode is, uh, if you were the commissioner of Major League Baseball, what would you do to put asses in the seats, make TV ratings go up, and make Major League Baseball beat out the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL. Because sadly, uh, I mean, I it's could sadly, be wrong. Sadly. sadly, if but if I'm not wrong, uh, Major League Baseball ratings are down of the big four over the last few years. So It's been on a steady decline for a while, I believe. Well, uh, the, you know, there's a whole list, laundry list of reasons. and uh, yeah. I see in front of you last night, you apparently did some homework. You got a well, notebook sheet of paper there. It was homework, but it was several thoughts I had, you know, that popped into mind there. I just decided to write a few down. And I can't wait to get to them. But, I, I mean, 
baseball's just uh it's an afterthought now. It is. Uh what happened to uh every every kid's dream? Used to be the national pastime. It used to be the national pastime, yes. Uh the backyard summer. You know. <laughs> love playing catch. Just man. for the love of the game. You dream of being an MLB star. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, let's forget about the money. Okay, let's set it aside. Just for the love of the game is why the dream exists. I mean, it's all it's about gotta, the money now. Somehow it's got to go back. Yeah. Somehow. If so, if we want to put it back on the, the pedestal, so to speak, as an American sport. That's right. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump into it now. It is, uh, you know, a little afternoon. Like I said, today's Friday, May 28th of... 2021 and effective immediately you've just been announced as the new commissioner of major league baseball goodbye bud selick or or is bud still commissioner yeah yeah <laughs> bud got replaced didn't he didn't uh yeah rob manford that's right manford took over a handful of years ago shout out <clears throat> dole yep. <laughs> off camera again our our guest our third anchor sometimes. Uh, so I'm interested to see what you're going to do to baseball and make it the premier sport again and, and what you have. And you can, I'm going to preface this by saying you're in charge. Uh, all well, 30 owners have come to you and said, we need more money. We want fan base back. We want ratings back. So you have, you can do absolutely whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm going to start off with, just by saying, uh, baseball, what a game, okay? Just the game itself. Uh, endless scenario and strategy plays out in a game. A lot of people don't seem to think that defense plays a big part in baseball. It's not – you're not sitting there – Well, i tell you what wins championships is pitching and defense, I believe. Well, we've talked about that over and over. And I said I would always – if I was a – if I was a general manager – I would. What did I always tell you? I build my franchise around pitching. You can always Absolutely. get hot bats, but Absolutely. you can't find good pitchers. Well, I mean, just if you stop the other team from scoring, your chances of winning is pretty good. But it just it, it even was, if you're not scoring all that well at the time. I mean, just a couple runs, scratch it out. You know, that's what I say. It's a what a game. I mean, the scenarios and that and that's so what, many. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. What other sport can on any given night? Your worst team uh, on paper beat the best team on paper two out of three. It don't happen like that, really, in any other sport, really. I always think to the year before I was born, the 86 World Series, because I don't think, hey, it was a magical year for the Mets, and I, I'm not a Mets guy. They're, you know, my Phillies but, division rivals, but still, I don't think anybody gave the Mets a chance to no. win that World Series. No. And I think – I firmly believe on paper they were the they were the underdog. They were not supposed to beat. Right. Did they play the Red Sox? I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Billy Buckner's infamous <laughs> slow rolling grounder uh, through the legs. Well, the rest is history. Mookie Wilson scores and uh, Mets. That's going to be an episode we cover one day because if you remember on this sheet of paper I got right here in my pocket. I got future episodes, and then if you remember on the other sheet, I got a bunch of World Series I want to do one day, and the 86 World Series is on there. That'll be a hell of an episode. But uh, 
going back to what you were saying a minute ago about defense, it's just it it's funny to me because I know a lot of people that seem to think that defense doesn't really you don't prepare for a game defensively in baseball like you do the NFL or NBA, and I disagree with that. I disagree too. You start giving outs away. Oh yeah, uh, the innings get pretty long, and you're in, into your rotation <laughs> too far. Uh, pretty simple. I mean, defense solid at every position, especially up the middle. Oh, definitely up the middle. Uh, and you just catcher, pitcher, right, short, second, and your center fielder needs to be pretty solid. You That's know, a good nucleus. Good defense. I told you I was going to let you do most of the talking on this episode, and I was just going to be your feedback guy and bounce off you. But stopping you real quick before you go on, when you think baseball, and you can't say the pitcher because I know you would probably say the pitcher, and I would too. What do you think the most important position on the field is? Oh, yeah. the, the The guy that's got to be the one in control of everything. Well, some people would argue the catcher or the pitcher. I, if you take those out of the equation, or shortstop, that's yes, that's. I mean, I played shortstop. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, especially my slow pitch softball career, I played a lot of uh, shortstop. Yeah, and uh, well, you, you're the guy that's communicating with everybody. You need to be. Oh yeah. So you best be in the game, which wasn't hard for me. I loved, loved it, loved it. I, I miss playing. You know, you think you say shortstop, you know the name I think of right off the top of my head always. I mean, Jeter. Derek Jeter, yeah. What an what a, what a, uh, athlete. Uh, great shortstop. It didn't, the IQ from Jeter was just amazing, you know. I mean, never was out of position, never made the wrong decision. Uh, is, that a, no. uh, is that a I mean, gift from, I don't know. Uh, wow. <laughs> Okay. There's been several good shortstops. Ozzie Smith comes to my mind. I mean, wizard defensively. I Is mean, Ozzie in the Hall of Fame? I can't. I don't know. I'm that. not sure. He destined to be. I hope. I mean, if he's not, he should be. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I don't. I don't care what he's done off the field. Right. In his own time, right. That's right. Hey, we're. You know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely shortstop is the kind of the glue that holds. The team together, absolutely, yeah. I believe I, I would agree, uh, 100%. Yeah, it's his job to uh, get everybody in the right position, right? Where they need to be, where they're going to go. That just falls into uh, the game being a multi strategy and scenario sport. I mean, there's so many different things that can happen on one play, it only uh, takes one play, it, it, that's <laughs> right. To change the season, huh? Yeah, exactly. A to win season. a loser championship. A full season. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Save that for the your Dodgers winning the right. COVID season. Yeah. We've been snake bit there twice. You know, as far as that goes, winning a championship and not playing a full season. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really shocked that you hit me with the, maybe we ought to push this episode back because being, you know, I cut you open, you're going to. You're going to bleed Pringles, Mountain Dew, and uh, Dodger Blue, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, pretty sure. for you to say you didn't want to cover it just yet, I mean, all I hear out of your mouth every couple months is Kirk Gibson, 1988. Kirk Gibson, Kirk uh, Gibson. Mickey Hatcher, uh, Steve Sachs. Yeah, see, there you go again. I, I done wound him up and started him up, folks. Here we go. Uh, well, 
Oral Hershiser. I love single-handedly shut the A's down that '88 season. Nobody giving guys a chance neither to win. The okay. Dodgers, yeah, in '88, they were going against the Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco and uh, McGuire, wasn't it? Juiced up, I think they were. No. Hey, I love Jose Canseco. We've talked about Jose at length at work before. Uh, I love a, knock a cover off a ball for sure. And. Guy got in trouble a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember how long ago. I want to say it was like 2013, 2014 maybe. He uh something about messing with a loaded handgun in his house and it went off and he blew a damn blew a goddamn toe or something off was they I think they I could have swore I remember reading saying that he would they he tested positive for being under the influence of something at the time which yeah, but uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about you being the commissioner of baseball, so. Uh, yeah, a tough job, right? Yeah, hey, sure but, bet. I mean, sure bet, sure bet. Put asses <laughs> in the seats and uh, boost ratings and boost make ratings. this the premier sport in the country again. Oh, man. Well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, anxious to hear what else you got what for me. A, what a challenge. I don't know. We all need to be on the same page, probably start with, I don't know. As far as the commissioner, fans, what they expect, players, what they expect, and I don't know, pay. Let's start maybe with the. To my knowledge, base contracts in Major League Baseball are the highest contracts of any of the big four, and it's guaranteed money. I do believe. I mean, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous amounts, hundred, two hundred, three hundred million dollar contracts. I mean, I was never a Bryce Harper fan. But then Bryce signed with my Phillies last year, and I don't remember how many hundreds. I want to say it was like a four or five hundred million dollar contract. Ridiculous like, numbers. I mean, why? Why has it got to be like that? I mean, it, that's going to be where I maybe try to start selling it. I mean, you're going to you're going to well, piss some players off. I don't care, but, you know? I mean, I mean, you should be out there for the love of it. I mean, you're playing a kid's sport for a living. All right. <laughs> You should just want to go out there and play. I mean, I wish we were videoing this one. And like I said, one day we might video one and put it on YouTube. But you guys should see Kurt's face. He just leaned up in the mic and he had this, this scowl on his face, right? Like this is a going to be a very passionate topic for him. Well, I mean, <laughs> seriously, fix the contracts, what, fix the money. What's going wrong? We got to go, we got to dig in a little deeper. And I don't care. Sometimes it's going to rub somebody wrong. But the truth therein lies. I mean, I mean, and I and I get it. it. It's a dream. Like when we're all and like I said, I mean, we got to somehow they got to recapture that dream. Uh, it's gone. You're an athlete. You you felt the sport you fell in love with as a child. You get to do that for a living now. You're playing a game. But to say that you've got a four hundred million dollar contract over ten or fifteen seasons total, I mean, that's that's more money than you know. Yeah several generations of your grandchildren can blow through like that that's ridiculous people are tired they're tired of it you want to you want to know something else funny russell wilson was a third round draft pick out of wisconsin right right you know he was a baseball and football player he goes to the seahawks he beats out matt flynn the guy that was aaron Rodgers' backup quarterback right? right he wins the starting job a season or two later when they won the the super bowl Russell was still playing on a third-round rookie contract. Do you know how much money he made when he was when he took them to the Super Bowl and won? 
It's like $750,000, like a three-year $750,000 deal. And he takes me to the World Series. Now, when it when that contract was over, he, I mean, motherfucker got paid. Well, yeah. But, I mean, here's a guy making a quarter of a million dollars over three years in the National Football League, which, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I mean, the ratings for the NFL have always been the top out of the big four. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So, he's making... You know, $750,000 over three or four seasons, whatever that rookie deal was. And then you get some players in baseball that shot, that sign for a three- or four-year deal, and they're getting like a $50 million. I mean, the money is – and I get it. The contracts are different in baseball. That's what well, one thing – Here's the thought. Okay, well, you get paid on your performance then. Well, I mean, I mean, it's true. Well, I mean, we go to work every day. If we don't put any production out, I mean, it wouldn't take them long. They would no, be paying us. It's shit, Candace. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, and, and I made like over $20,000 last year, which I should, I don't care to put that out. I don't give a fuck. Like, we weren't working many hours, and we're, you know, we, we we're in a different profession. Right. I mean, I love to get $100 million a year to uh, unload what's, trucks all day long. What's your take on it? This here too. Why is there got to be an agent? What an agent all the time? That's because well, if it wasn't that's that, a business if thing it wasn't though. That, if, well, if it wasn't that kind of money, I mean, involved. Would the agents be, get them that much? No, the agent would be needed. They'd be cut that. These guys guy because these guys don't know how to represent themselves. I mean, this is that they, they can promote themselves as an athlete, but when it comes to meetings with top brass and contract negotiations and, and personal appearances. These guys don't know how to do that stuff. They're not businessmen. So they've got the agent. The only problem is the agent hypes them up then and gets them more money, which in turn gets him more money. So he's Once he's again, fleecing his pockets too. The money. Here we go back to the money situation. It, it's always going to go back to that, I think. I mean, You know, LeBron James's agent, Rich Paul, for, I think it's a clutch. Uh, he's a smart guy. I mean, he, he – Anyways, I mean, we're not talking about LeBron. I mean, the money's out of control in Major League Baseball. It's out of control out of all four sports, the irony being that the ratings in baseball have have tanked. Nobody's watching games anymore. But there's still money being revenue. And there's there's contracts, TV contracts coming in. But the I don't even know. that We could do a whole – fucking episode Kurt on money in baseball I mean it's re- it's the players there's a lot of talent in baseball right now right exactly a- another thing I, there's not a prodigy though a babe Ruth or there's not Ty, or a Ty Cobb or a, I mean, Willie Mays yeah I mean these guys that just you've got guys, attention you know they capture everybody. you've got some guys that are out there that are standouts right now like uh <sighs> I could make the argument that Cody Bellinger for the Dodgers is, uh, I mean, maybe he's not on that level, but Cody's going to be a superstar one day. But as far as what you're talking about, premier standout superstar players, I mean, I've got a few names I can rattle off that I can make the argument for. Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Buster Posey. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, if guys back in the day uh, that were – Think about the amount of money they were making back then, too. They weren't making nothing. Nothing. Because they played for For the love of the game. Yeah. And that's – it's gone. 
I mean, I'd play for supper right now. I'd go play nine inning game somewhere just to have some supper or something, maybe. I'm hungry. What do you want? Let's Man. go play for some supper. Nice big steak. You definitely can't go wrong with the uh, baked tater. Cow. That's cow's pretty good stuff. <laughs> and taters, yeah, for sure. But. You know, I'm supposed to be doing a little bit more listening and talking. Well, no, but, we're all right. Dude. But one more point I want to make. we got to be able to bounce stuff off. Well, yeah, but one more point I want to make, you know, when I was a kid and I was playing baseball in the backyard, I'm like, I'm going to grow up and play baseball because I've said it till I've been blue in the face. Before <laughs> wrestling, baseball was my first love. That's what I wanted to do for a living. And – I always said, I want to go play because I love baseball. It wasn't about the money. When you're right. six, seven, eight years old, you don't know how much money they're making. You don't know about it. You don't care. Right. Well, life hasn't happened yet. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – we need to recapture that somehow. I don't know how what it's taken. I mean, I, I just – I don't have any of these suggestions or not in any certain order one. No, two. just pick I something. I mean, I'm just – what else you got, Commissioner? What changes are you uh, making? Change well, rules. Change. Well, yeah, I got take people rules of the Hall game. of Fame. Rules of put game. people out of the Hall of Fame. I are mean, they like, too stiff, or do we need to be more flexible on the rules? I mean, well, I guess that more depends on what rules we're talking about in particular. I mean, let's. Well, let, I mean, obviously, man, you've got something as in one mind. Man, I can't change everything. We're going to work as a whole. The players' to, association yes. and the 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 owners and the players themselves. We got to be on the same page somehow. Well, okay. Obviously, you've got something in mind. So, what rules are you thinking about? What rules are you thinking about taking out or thinking about putting in? Like, let's let's debate a little bit. What do you what do you got? Well, what's the issue now? We're, well, we're we talking. talked about this at work the other day. They're taking too long to deliver pitches, and like I love pitching. Like I can't stress that enough. I build my team around pitching, not bats. And, right. and as from a pitcher standpoint, you should be a play ahead, so there should be no pause or anything. You should know what you're going to do according to the situation, right? Well, and what I and said, how you want to approach pitching to somebody should be. Well, what I my suggestion to you, I was like, this is your show here this week, but what do you think about this? I think you set you 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 get you know you you know you do your shit, but you set after you get set, make sure nobody's trying to steal the bags right. or nothing. You got 30 seconds to deliver that pitch. Because, you know, we see guys all the time, they're taking a minute or two to deliver pitches. You got 30 seconds to deliver your pitch. A pitch pitch clock, clock, essentially. You got 30 seconds to deliver your pitch. If you don't deliver that pitch in 30 seconds, batter gets a walk. Put a guy on base. Sorry, you had time. You were fucking off. Right. But then. And then we were talking about the guys in the batter's box. Yes. They're stepping out every plate. Like, okay. Adjusting your batting gloves every time. here's, Here's the deal. You get two step outs at an at-bat situation. You can step out of the batter's box twice. You step out more than twice, you know, either it's a strikeout or we give you a strike. And you know what? Then that goes to discipline. You know, if you don't want to deal with that, that goes to discipline with your skipper. You know, like, you know, that's personally what I think. A batter's clock and a pitcher's clock. Uh, As uh, acting commissioner, I mean, that's what I need. I need, I would have to have some feedback from people. Try it for a season. You know, uh, well, we can just, yeah, we try it preseason maybe a couple times and see what spring training training is. That would be a a rule change. Uh, What about shorter innings? We want to quicken the game. Everybody wants to quicken the game, right? And I think that's a 
big issue, and I knew you were going to bring that up, or I hoped you would. I think that's that's a humongous issue. There is the length of the game. How many times have I told you that I haven't been able to sit down and watch a full game in a few years because I have kids now, and it just takes so long. I mean, I know, I understand you want to stick to a traditional. But maybe we can speed it up without cutting out innings, without shortening innings. Right. right. Maybe we speed it up by implementing some of these other clocks or whatnot. Uh, I mean, these fancy stadiums, it would be pretty It would be pretty simple to put a pitch clock or what have you. Oh, yeah. Easy. I mean, easy for everybody to see. And everybody Pitcher's know. mound visits, like, I mean, you know. Well, there is her strategy. I understand that. And I'm okay with the – you know, we go out there one time. The next time, there's got to be a change made, right? Yeah. On on the mound, right? I think that's how the rule is now. I think that's how it is, too. But uh, I didn't do any research for this episode because I, I didn't know what you were bringing to the table. Well, so, I, I mean, I, as a commissioner, it, it'd be a tough job for just one guy just on his own to be able to just change it and make asses go in the seats. I don't know. You love that phrase because I've been using that for two weeks. I put asses in seats. That's and that's essentially what it's about. Right, right. Uh, to generate you know the revenue, the money. Here we go with the money again. It, and that's what's am- they're they're already making so much money, but yet ratings are down. You give know, me, give me nine guys and go out there and take the field just for the love of game. I want to hit you with a number right now. Are you ready for this? So I was doing research earlier this week when I thought we were going to do COVID in the 2020 World Series. You know they estimate how much money Major League Baseball lost last year because no fans in the stands in the shortened season. Well, give back to the fans. And put, they might put their asses back in the seats. How much money do you think they lost, though? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's, it was over millions. Uh-huh. I think the number I read was closer to like $50 billion or something like that. It was over the mil- It was well over the $100 million mark. I barely count to 100 <laughs> right, I mean, that's just how astronomical numbers. I, it's yeah, money is an issue for sure. I don't know how. Like I said, I I could change it, but as in seats, we'd all have to get together. Fans, owners, players. What other agents too? I guess I don't know what he's middleman got cut him out. <laughs> what about uh? What other rules were you thinking about putting in or taking out? Is, uh, there, is there some rules in baseball that you want to get rid of? Well, well here's your chance because well, I mean, me and you talked about this well, yesterday, and I and I thought about that for a while. Uh, I guess a current event would be an issue with a, a cardinal manager. A cardinal manager? Yeah. That's, what is his name? Schilt? I don't know who's managing the cards right now. Doyle, help us out. Who's the uh, manager for the St. Louis Cardinals right now? Uh, yeah, Mike Schilt. Mike Schilt. Okay. Mike Schilt. Uh, well, he just got ejected, right, from a game? I remember seeing for, that, his, yeah. You know, the, the Ford stuff, I don't know. But, but they give you Ford stuff that's out there with the Raws back. So how can you really be talking about Ford stuff being an issue? But pff, as far as the rules go, I mean, they're okay. I mean, it's what – They've kept that pretty close throughout the years, right? There right. hasn't been a whole lot of changes. No. Uh, okay. DH or no DH? 
that hey we talked about that what the uh national league uses the dh with the american play. league that hey that's something else we was talking about these so are all issues we have to be touched on uh, okay well then let's let's talk by, about it. by a committee are we getting rid of the dh are we making it universal to have a dh in both leagues well, what I, are we doing i come you, oh you, i come old, from old school pitchers bad that's right i mean you You got some pitchers that can't hit 200, Kurt. What? Because they don't practice it. Because they're getting paid millions of dollars to pitch. But So you're telling me right now, if, if you were if commissioner, you're, you're getting rid. The scorecard has a position on it, right? Right. Well, that's your lineup right there. Well, it, the well that's rule, what rules, you said yesterday. The state that uh, in the lineup, it has to bat. The DH don't go out and play out in the outfield, no, he does don't. he? He don't no. play in the infield, so, does he? Why did we deviate from the original? You know what I think it is? You know what I, I'm put buying? Home runs sell tickets. Tickets make money. So they're going to put a hot bat in as the DH yeah. for the pitcher. Yeah, people like to see the – yeah. Not, yeah, for the most part, that's what people like to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I come from old school. I'll, I'll watch a pitcher's duel, a good strategy game where you play all your cards. I mean, speed, good defense, whatever. I personally, though – that's not a that's not a make or break issue for me. I could care less about that. It is what it is. But I do like seeing pitchers when they bat just blast a home run because you don't see it that often. Right. But I think pitchers batting. I think bunting because that's what a lot of them do. They'll bunt. Well, yeah. Which that's pretty good strategy in the right situation, right? Well, I mean, yeah. If you can fast enough to get on base. Yeah. Well, if you got a good a good eight hole hitters that can get on base that changes that nice position at bat and oh, yeah. pitcher surely he could just stick his bat out there and hopefully uh, get some wood on it and right move the guy along right right I like that kind of baseball it's, don't get me wrong I like the three run homer it's like say everybody but the grand there's slam more, there's, it's a game the only game that has so many different scenarios and situations on one pitch, one play. The things that could happen are just it's endless. I mean, all kinds of different things. I like Situ- how excited you're getting. Well, I mean, it, it's a pretty cool sport. Whoever thought it up was pretty genius, yeah. really. I mean, of course, we're having a podcast today on how we could fix things that some genius made, right, in the sport. But, some guys, yeah. You know, Long, um, long gone. Let me see. Let me well, hold, hold on, man. I want to stop you. I want to. I want to bring up something that you brought up. You're talking about interleague play. Interleague play was adopted in the '90s. It's what I've got wrote on my notes here when we was making the uh, MLD adopts interleague play sometime in the '90s. I don't remember when. And I, this is what I asked you about yesterday. As commissioner, are you continuing with interleague play or are you stopping it? Because you seemed pretty vocal yesterday that, or I mean, you never gave me a clear answer, but when we kind of were walking through this episode at work yesterday, you kind of made it pretty clear that you might well, get think, rid of interleague play. Well, I think if you look at the ratings from the time when we didn't have interleague play, uh, they were a lot higher back then, I believe. I mean... Yeah, ratings have been like on the decline since. 
you're strictly with you. What? It's strictly, you know, when league it was, versus league. You, when it was putting asses in the seats, <laughs> it was working, okay? We didn't have to fix anything. I've created a monster with this asses in seat line. This is all I've... Well, it's I mean, a it's a good a, phrase. A sports a sports got to have fans, right? I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, and you know it, how weird it was to watch baseball games this oh, past year. Real weird. And there's cardboard cutouts in the, the stands. sounds. The sounds that we don't really get. You can hear the oh, players. Yeah. I kind of. It was weird, but in a way, it was kind of kind of cool too. I mean, right. But yeah, the asses wasn't in the seats last year. No, they weren't. Well, there's a lot of things. <laughs> right. That's another episode, I'm sure. We'll, right. talk, we'll touch on that. Just uh, 2020 champions, I guess. <laughs> it's hard for me to see you, uh, you know, talk like that, I guess. You know, you know claim your team's championship as a real championship. <sighs> I, I just don't see how it I mean, on paper, I guess, yeah, the trophy, they got the trophy or whatever, yeah. But in, from a player's perspective, and, you know, being some, I played baseball, right? I mean, I wouldn't be satisfied with that. We didn't play. Uh, they won 42 or 43 games. 43. Which they played account, a third of a season. Which accounts to, in a regular season, and basically it, their win-loss percentage accounted to them winning about 115 they, games. They played the same teams over and over uh, over again. It wasn't like they they, they was NL because of travel issues and everything. Like so NL West played AL West. It was just, AL Central played NL Central. Like a 60 game tournament is basically what it was. <sighs> That's why you're here for inputs just like that. I mean, they they won the tournament, okay, but. A World Series trophy? I, I mean, that comes from 162 games. That's what we talk about. They've been bit by that bug twice. 81, they won the World Series. They had strike short season. Strike short season. Yeah. But. Who'd they beat in 81? The Yankees. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all week. I mean, all right, so getting back to, uh, you know, interleague play falls under a rule change. Or any other rules you want to add or take out of Major League Baseball or something you'd want to try, Commissioner Kelly? Uh, well, we touched pretty much on all – I mean, uh, give, well, me, I'm, give I'm, me time. Give me more time and I'd probably have <laughs> Well, I mean, page, you got you know? half a sheet of paper there, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this and it's in no particular order. Uh, what else you got? That's actually all I've got right now. <laughs> Well, then I guess we're just going <laughs> to have to freestyle. Where, where, where is that next prodigy going to come from? The next. Well, I mean, you've got to, three minor league affiliates. I mean, you've got single gonna, A, double A, and triple it's A. It's going to start somewhere in the backyard, some kid's backyard in the summer. It has a dream. I don't see it happening, man. I mean, without the money part. Uh, the money just makes me sick, really. It's, it's a shame that it has to exist. The guy's making that kind of money. Well, just money in general. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to get paid. It is a profession. I mean, you're playing a game for a living, though, but, I mean, it is it is a profession. It is a profession, yes. For sure. If you're going to be professional, I mean. <laughs> man. That's another uh, 
subject of professionalism and pro athletes is they act like a bunch of babies for sure sometimes of course the media don't help that well no not at all because there'll be somewhere some there'll be some two guys sit around talk about it yeah things well well uh I have. Do you have any, would, do you I have ha- any suggestions? I have, I have some suggestions. The commissioner is open to. Well, here I'll be your like your. Uh, I'll be like your assistant, your assistant commissioner, right. like uh, junior commissioner. That'd be kind of fun for me. That way I can say, "I'm the commissioner." No, I don't like your idea. <laughs> You're out. But uh, drug testing in baseball, and uh, here's here's where I'm at on this. We've discussed. We've discussed and. Uh, you know, I haven't posted a picture on our Facebook page or our Twitter page. Follow us at uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards, by the way, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I haven't posted a picture of the episode list that I had started working on a month before we started the podcast. And like I said, we're not going to follow every single episode on there. And if we do, they're not all going to be in order. But I think the third episode I had wrote down was steroids in baseball. And we had talked about that was going to be, that could easily turn into a three or four hour topic because we could go on and on and on about that. I'm not really going to say that right now. All I'm going to say is drug testing. It, should, uh, it shouldn't have a place in baseball. Marijuana. I mean, uh, I've not really experienced it, but it's time to come around. Uh, there doesn't need to be drug testing for pot anymore. No, no. Uh, at all you know you guys suspended if you're testing positive for steroids i mean it's human growth hormone it's hg whatever i mean baseball purists are always going to say no uh you know i believe though if you're you're inflating your stats but you're helping your team win and at the end of the day i think the reason why there's been some cases of steroids in baseball where you're like, that guy should have been penalized and he wasn't really penalized. Why are they not penalized? Well, this guy's, you know, the star of the team or this guy's doing that. Are you telling me nobody can say a bad word about Jeter? Are you telling me Jeter's piss clean his entire career? I doubt that. I mean, I mean, he was in the locker room with a rod. I mean, I mean, are you, I mean, and it's nothing against Derek Jeter's no, character, no, but are you telling and, uh, me Jeter's piss clean his entire career? There is, uh, Injuries and stuff that happened in his court. I mean, it's. I love Peyton Manning. I mean, you know, you were absent for last week's episode, you know, but are you telling me, you know, two years after neck surgery, two years after the Colts let him go in 2013, when he comes back and he blows the league's asshole completely out of their body by throwing 55 touchdowns and 54, 55, 5,600 yards, you tell me Peyton wasn't on growth hormone? Oh, he definitely was. I mean, and Peyton's a and squeaky that clean. That season was scripted. <clears throat> oh, here we go. That's scripted. <laughs> no. Fucking Steelers fan over here. As I look at his Steelers <laughs> hat, and his, I look behind me to his Steelers mural all over his wall over here. But well, we are many. Yeah. Yeah. Many bunch of fools. <laughs> but uh, getting back to what I was talking about, drug testing in baseball. If I'm I'm bringing it to the table, we're not testing for marijuana right. anymore. Right. If you're smoking a little pot, I mean, I get it. It's a stressful world. Back in, in the back in the day, people thought it was taboo, and you know, I, like I said, I've not really experienced it. But at the same time, it's not rocket science anymore. Marijuana doesn't hurt you. I don't care. I'll fight anybody on that. There's more. It's 
scientifically proven the benefits of this and the CBD oil, you know, it helps some guys come down after a huge game. I'm not testing for marijuana no, in baseball anymore. No. That's done. You fa- you get pop in your test and you've got, you know, THC in there. I don't care. That's right. not important. It's not really, a, I don't think, a performance. No. Now, if you're testing and you're pissing and you're coming back and there's like cocaine or methamphetamine in there, I'm probably setting your ass out the entire season. But and steroids, for right now, we're gonna keep the steroid policy in place. Like, um, and we'll talk. Like I said, that's that's gonna be a whole another episode. That'll be probably be one of the longer episodes we ever record. Uh, I'm making some changes too. I'm your assistant commissioner. Of course, I have to run everything by you, so I'm bringing to the table. Uh, Pete Rose is going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the very first chance we get, Pete Rose. Oh, we're gonna absolutely. we're gonna have an own our own ceremony just for absolutely. Pete. Yes, for sure. Pete, there's there's not a reason in the world why Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. And I tell you what, Best. there's a guy we work with who's a supervisor in another department. We know his wife really well. After you left yesterday, I went up there and talked to him for a few minutes, and we talked a little baseball. You know, he's a huge Cubbies fan. <laughs> Shout out he who shall remain nameless. But uh, he that was one of the first things he said, too. He goes, Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. No brainer. He said the only reason Pete's not in the Hall of Fame is because people are butthurt. Butthurt about what? Because he put a black stain on baseball by betting against it. But yet A-Rod, who was one of my all-time favorite players, A-Rod was one of the most steroid-tested positive players ever, and you know A-Rod's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. They're going to put him in. A-Rod's going to get a pass on the steroids. A-Rod will be in Cooperstown. I agree. But Pete wrote the Hit King. Best best two-strike hitter. Ever. If you'd be a great hitter, you'd be able to hit with, what, two strikes a lot of times. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, just wear a pitcher out from both sides of the plate. And done it for how many years? God, he played forever. And he played for the – There's. Uh, we'll talk about playing for the love of the game. You can tell Pete, Pete Rose, Rose played yeah. for the love of baseball. I mean, it just poured out of him, you know. The way he approached – between the innings, you know, hustle off on the field, you know. And with a little Charlie, attitude, Charlie hustle. With a little attitude, you know, slam the ball toward the pitcher's mound after the third out every time. That's the kind of shit there that keep me fired up in the dugout, keep me wanting to play baseball. I mean, just being around that is is got to be infectious, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean positivity spreads through your teammates. Yeah. That's going to keep everybody like Pete Rose, though. I mean, but and who the hell wouldn't like Pete Rose? I personally, great. I don't know. I, of course, I'm a Dodger fan. He was Reds. I, I got a lot of respect for. Is him. that the only team he played great. for? Didn't he play for somebody else? He played for the, your Phillies and That's won a right. championship. Yes, eighty three. I'm bad fan. I'm not up to date on my ladder stuff. Yeah. The triple threat is what they called him, guys. Uh, Manny Trio, uh, Larry Boa, and Pete Rose. I'm embarrassed to even be a Phillies fan. I forgot about Pete Rose being a. It's or, I think people it's are going to ridicule me when they hear this. No, it's like, a, but ancient. I'm putting there. You know, I'm putting Pete Rose in the Hall. Oh, of absolutely, fame. absolutely. Um, Immediately, like you say, first chance 
we get, we'll make the chance if we have to, to get Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Travesty for baseball, really. You know what else I'm looking at too, as the assistant commissioner, I'm looking at uh, maybe a little bit of Major League Baseball expansion. Now I know that you just you got that look on your face, so hear me out. So what? It's happened throughout well, baseball just history. Hang on, you know? hear hear me out here. So several years ago, um, I was working night shift down. At well, pocket foundry. I was running my machine, and we had a slow night. Uh, so when I did that, I used because I listened to sports talk radio all night. I was Fox Sports Radio and ESPN Radio for twelve hours a night. That's all I listened to. Wouldn't even listen to music. And I got talking about uh, or listening to the guys talk about some stuff. And uh, I had looked at the NFL. There's thirty two franchises in the NFL, and I had looked at expanding the NFL because. This was before the Chargers and the Rams went to L.A. I was like, man, there's no team in L.A. Well, put a team in L.A. Well, you can't put a team in L.A. and have 33 teams. So then I looked at what if we added one team to every division in the league. So you had an eight additional teams. So you've got a 40 team, 40 teams in the league. So then it became what cities would get another franchise because there's some sports teams are set in small markets and they do well. The Indianapolis Colts, by all accounts, is still a small market. The Green Bay Packers is still a small market. The San Antonio Spurs is still a small market. The Columbus Blue Jackets, John Tortellini, you know, the NHL, that's a small market. Some teams do thrive in small markets. So, by that account, you could look at doing that across all the big four, but especially baseball. Well, let's, let's let the people decide. I mean, yeah, let's – I mean, you get some, some financial backers and, you know, expand a little bit. Put some more teams in the league. Uh, whoever – whatever cities could generate the most interest. You know where I think uh, – you know what I think, uh, and uh, we talked to our boss, Adam, about this. I think there need to be a, a professional sports team at Louisville. Because Louisville's not far. I mean, you got Indianapolis right around there. You've got Nashville. You've got St. Louis. And uh, I don't think you could put an NFL team in Louisville – I did with my little fun draft thing I did, but you could you could make the argument because the the bats play there, which I think the bats is a feeder for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, yeah, I believe so. You couldn't really put a basketball team in Louisville because you know I mean Patino's not there anymore, but the Cards dominate that city. And Denny Crum. <laughs> but you could you could put a franchise uh, Major League Baseball franchise there. Yeah, they make, but the bats are made there a lot of my Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you go into players. Louisville, there's I the mean, great big bat leaning up. Ding, ding. There's yeah. a reason to bring a pro baseball team to Louisville. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the idea of expansion, uh, yeah. I think you, you expand. You, uh, I think you, uh, well, you generate more interest, I guess, if you would be expanding. I mean, somebody didn't know anything about baseball and live in Louisville. That would all be, all said, here comes a pro. That would be what six more teams because you put one team in all three divisions, so in both leagues that's six. So you you expand from a thirty team league to a thirty six team league. Right. Does that change the playoff scenario? Well, now? see, I knew you was gonna. So with or without a major league baseball expansion, I think the postseason needs to be addressed. And I'm not saying you reward teams for losing, but I think in order to generate more excitement. And and everybody loves the underdog story. That's what sports is about, the underdog story. Yeah, yeah. So to give the underdog a chance, although people, baseball purists would argue that, well, they've got a losing record. They don't deserve to, you know, how's it going to feel if, you know, 
the losing team gets in there and they make it all the way to the World Series. Well, fuck, then I guess the better seated team should have played better defense. Yeah. But <laughs> I think you expand and I think you add an additional uh, two games in, which would equate to four teams in both leagues. So four, four, you know, four teams, both leagues. So that's eight teams. Eight more teams make the postseason. Okay. Now we got a set amount of time too. We got to put all this together. In right, right, in a generally summer, right time event sport. I mean, if it would all fit, would you have to shorten the regular season? To make I it? don't think you should. I know that's been a lot of people's thing, and I mean, you're the commissioner, so ultimately you pull the trigger here. I'm just the, your assistant, and your advisor, but I think I resign. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you shorten the games. I know people are like 162 games is too long of a season, but if you take out games, that's going to take out part of what we love. What we love is that baseball after, you know, the Super Bowl's over, so, you know, baseball comes around spring training. March Madness comes, it's over. The NHL and the NBA are in their postseason, but baseball's all we have. You know, Everybody. until until September, and you like to watch swimming or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and figure skating, yeah, and yeah. so I don't think you shorten the season. I think you leave it at 162 games. I don't, you know. I mean, they play the way it's set up now. They play well into October. October. I mean, and last year I think we had a what every, was it November? Once? Every venue, so you got to put that in your. your Decision if we weren't going to expand, can they that venue? How cool would it be to see a baseball team in a smaller market, but it's cold weather, and then you're playing a World Series in November, and you got a little bit of spit and snow? I mean, that yeah. would be I mean, Seattle. That'd be a hell of a vision. Seattle could be a place something like it that they got a dome, I guess. Not that eh, kind of Safeco Field. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. stadium. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I like the idea of expansion, but there's going to be a lot of factors. Weird flex, but uh, WrestleMania 19, 2003, Safeco Field in Seattle, 54,000 people. Weird flex. Shout out Adam Sweet, who rolls his <laughs> eyes every time I do this. The wrestling knowledge is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been told. Uh, and I've witnessed it. I've, I've <laughs> I mean, you witnessed it. Yes, you you, see, you I mean, see me rattle this off, and you were looking at the computer, too. Well, we both... Adam and me was looking at each other like, wow, weird flex, but okay. My dad walked by and goes, he's an idiot. What can I say? <laughs> it's impressive, though. <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I think you add a few teams in. And mm-hmm. even even if you don't have league expansion, just add a few teams in. Let them into the postseason, I should say. Um, if, you don't, if you don't expand the league and add more teams, then you let a few more teams into the no, postseason. Um, that makes sense, yeah. If they're going to put butts in the seat. I could make a rule, but nobody would go for it. I, I like when we see bench clearing brawls because it reminds me of hockey. But so I mean, so you that, guys, you're not. That's not really professional when you're out there on the field and. Well, I mean, you know. something provoked it, and it was probably <laughs> unprofessional too. Whatever provoked the uh, melee. Some of the unwritten rules. The bat flip is what pisses a lot of pitchers off, I mean, and I'm always going to be like, I love a good bat flip, like. There's a game within the game. I mean, everybody's trying to get the upper, oh, yeah. the upper hand by any means necessary. But 
And sometimes there's the psychological Astros, warfare. The Astros there. took it too far a couple years ago. Oh, here. We, I mean, it's, am I hearing a little? Am I hearing a little? Well, yes, yeah, for sure. We I go. wish I could have a womp 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 womp. I think there's one on there. I'll have to <laughs> dig for it and find it. I like myself. I if I know you're cheating, uh, we're probably gonna throw at you. You know. And, well, the. If you don't, well then, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough. I don't know where I stand on any of that. I like to see it, just from the pure baseball side of it. Just to, like I said, the game within the game. I mean, that's what it's what they did. That's what they've always done. We know you're using a substance on your, you know, build your hat. Well, guess what? Your next batter's gonna get plunked if we know your pitcher's doing it. Not a not a big fan of the pine tar, are you? Or the rosin bag. That's a foreign <laughs> substance to it. But you gotta understand, baseball is a sweaty, dirty. It's that's part of it. I mean, I understand. What's a pitcher do when he gets a new baseball? First thing, most of them they scuff well, yeah. it up, scuffing it and everything. I mean, is that really legal? Should that be legal? I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with I it. I don't either. Just there's people that would argue different. To argue hard, you know. He scuffed it up so he get his fingernails in there a little, into the leather a little better. What about uh, pitchers like and pitchers and hitters ballparks? You know, every season a team's making adjustments to their ballparks, shortening, lengthening fences, and whatnot. Some ballparks are hitters ballparks. Some ballparks are pitchers ballparks. You know. There's no, I don't think there's no real rule on it. I mean, teams make adjustment. I mean, that's, what do you, that's are okay. you okay with all yeah, that? I'm okay with that. I mean, home runs every, make ratings, home runs sell tickets. Right. I mean, there's a lot that goes into what you just said, location. Uh, just where you are on the map has a lot. I mean, thin air. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, like as, playing in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. The Rockies. Yeah. The thin air. Well, their fences should be further back. Because of thin air. I don't know about all that. I mean, I don't, I, are they further back? I, I think oh, the center field is like really tall, isn't it? Uh, I think it's taller and farther back. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I think it's whatever the franchise wants to do as far as their field dimension, as long as it ain't like really altering the game anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay with me, however you want it, you know. What else you got? Uh, at this point right now, I'm ready to resign as commissioner of baseball. Oh, man, I can't take that on. I'm too busy with other stuff. Oh, man. man. You, I mean, You're yeah. asking a lot of one guy. Like I said, it has to be a I'd put you in the Hall of Fame. Well, thanks, man. I'd put, Hall of I'd, Fame of what? <laughs> I put you in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, hey, right out here in Jasper, we got the Indiana Baseball Hall of Fame. I could put you in that one. Yeah, I do love baseball. For sure. Uh, well, I mean, you were I mean, hell of a baseball my, player back in the day. I could. Bar Reeve, who you want to shout out there? Joe Rodemaker. Joe Rodemaker. Joe Rodemaker. Oh yeah, for sure. Head coach. I, I little league, and that he's a guy who gets all that stuff together too. Little league, that area. Is he still coaching? I'm not sure. Yeah, he'd retired and then he came back. I thought, but I'm still not. I'm not sure if he's still coaching or not. I wouldn't mind talking to him. 
Uh, he's a pretty dry, straightforward guy. But just, man, encyclopedia of baseball knowledge. I mean, just crazy little tidbits that improve your game. If you had the option. Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe Rodemay. Here, I'll hit applause for you. There you go. If you had the option to be a high school baseball coach, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, that'd be something. Because I think you could instill in these kids what baseball meant to you, what it still means to you. Yeah. I mean, that it should that be maybe the, if we want to bring the fans back to see, maybe that's where it all should really start. Is dads, grandpas, get your mitt and get your – Grandson or son of Mitt, and let's go play I some catch. I haven't played catch with my son in a while. I need. I'm. I, I'm the first one. I need to. Maybe that's kind of what. We, that's what I'm talking about. That would spark that dream. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of sad to see where it's headed right now. And I mean, it, we don't really have a. The future's kind of slim for baseball really I mean it's kind of bleak bleak as a commissioner I, I don't know I, just, I would have to preach that right there that dad go get your mitt get your son a mitt get a ball and let's go play some catch and talk baseball and talk baseball past I mean current past whatever things that are baseball good well, uh, I mean, we got a little time to fill yet. I think we can keep rolling a little bit. I'm kind of running out of ideas all of a sudden, but uh, I mean, I'm always down for talking baseball. So, right. I mean, as far as the rules, I, we touched on several, but I'm sure if I was there and thought, oh yeah, I that'll could come be up with some other stuff. Too. Well, we can always do a 2.0 episode at some point. Uh, I mean, we'd all have to be on the same page. The people that actually say I'm, you're a baseball fan, and you're gonna you're gonna do some contract busting, aren't you? You're gonna bust I'm some gonna contracts. People off. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, people are tired of that crap. You know, the big contract. You know, the, the next year the guy gets hurt in the first yeah. game of the season. Well, he's was already he, guaranteed. He, yeah, he's already guaranteed this amount of money. It's just, I don't see it. I don't get it. You know, during the COVID season last year, there was a lot. The MLB was giving players the options if they wanted to play, play. A lot of them played. Some of them chose to set out, and then they had to go through the process of how they're going to pay all these guys, deferred payments, and how all this is going to work. And unfortunately, there was some guy, and I can't think of who off the top of my head. I mean, I if. You know, I could internet research it, but there were several guys who seemed more concerned about getting their money than, you know, playing. So, but, uh, yeah. Hey, if we go back to the money, it's the money part. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I, uh, Contract buster. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you got to perform. You're expected to perform it. Like I say, if I mean, you go to work and we don't do any production. We don't perform our jobs. Well, they're not going to keep paying us very long. No. Probably going to keep paying us very much long after they keep hearing these podcasts. 
You guys are supposed to be working, not talking about sports. Well, we keep the machines running, though. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. That would be one of the there things I bring up. Uh, no argument for me. The quicker we do it, the better for, I would, it is for baseball. He's going to go in. You know that. It's going to happen. You think? But he's going to be long gone. That's the travesty. I Yeah, that's what me and what's-his-name was talking about yesterday. Uh, he's going to go in, but so the that's sad part is for, he'll, for whatever he done, I guess. Huh? I mean, I think when Manford took over for Bud Selig, they brought that up, and it was under advisement, and it gave people hope because at first they were doing some other things, like uh, they let him come be a part of the Reds all – decade anniversary team or whatever they had a big celebration there slap in the face so here's your gold watch <laughs> how does the guy that leads the league in hits I don't know career hit not be in the hall of fame over it, it, you know, fucking every betting. pitcher every pitcher they ever had to face if you know that they were just oh what was going through their heads every time he came with the bat the only yeah. thing that I could even closely remember Late that too was ninety eight. So said McGuire. You know, nobody wanting to throw against those guys. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to pitch against Pete Rose. They just wear you out. Two strike hitter. I mean, you make a pitch, good pitcher's pitch. He just fouled off. You know, wait for you to make mistakes. A purest hitter, I think. I don't ever got to see Ty Cobb. You know, at bat, but. Pete Rose definitely. I don't know. Everything about Pete Rose is leads baseball. And it's just good for baseball. And he needs to be in the Hall of Fame immediately. You're a big Pete Rose guy, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Hell of a weight. I mean, I play on the same team with any day. You know. What are, uh, let's, you want to keep going for a little bit? Uh, uh, we I mean, we can talk baseball. I mean, I can always change up the the episode description, and uh, I mean, we can throw some what, what do we call it? bonus content. We can throw some bonus content here. Uh, who's your all time favorite player? Baseball? Yeah. Oh boy, really? I don't position know. player. Position player. Batter, not a pitcher. Well, man. I'd have to go through all nine positions in. Mean, well, I mean, no, is, no, you don't have to. Just pick, hey. just pick your favorite. I mean, if you had to pick one, I mean, if I'm holding a nine millimeter to your head and say, yeah. oh, I probably well, shouldn't say that, but well, you know, I'm gonna go probably Dodger Blue somewhere. Yeah, you should say Delino. Delino with the shield was pretty good. I loved Delino as a kid. <laughs> he got on base. He put a lot of pressure on the defense, for sure. Hey. Do you remember I was telling you about my baseball man the other week? Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell everybody I blew your mind when I told you about one of my favorite players and who was on my baseball man. I remember this uh, conversation, but I can't remember who was on the mitt. Was it? Oh, man, he was a sweet hitter. I mean, I had, mine was Robin Yount was on my mitt. Uh, Kirby night. Puckett. Kirby Puckett, that's right. Uh, what, a, what a baseball player. Good for baseball. I love Kirby Puckett. Yeah, it's a he. To shame he passed 
early as he did. Hell of a, hell of a World guy. World Series champion. World Series champion. Uh, directly because of what he did on the field. Center fielder, pretty good center fielder. You could track him down. Had a good arm. Too. I, lo- I love seeing the excitement on your face. Like I wish people arm. could see this right yeah. now. I tell you what, he could he could bat with two strikes too. Uh, tough out. He could rake. Kirby Puckett or Ken Griffey Jr. You're gonna say Ken Griffey, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I have to. No disrespect a lot more to Kirby. Yeah, a lot more power than Kirby. Kirby had finesse, though. That's the word I mean, I'm looking for. So Junior hit for average and power. You know, Puckett, he hit for a good average every year. I mean, he's around 300 for his career, I think. I don't know. That for a fact, I ain't got to sit in front of me. But. Well, no. I mean, I, didn't, I don't have nothing in front of us. The laptop, my phone, I mean, I don't, you know, I wasn't planning on Well, like you said, it's research. there would be a lot of opinions. And not, uh, That's the, what's good about sports. It's, it's debate. I mean... Yeah. I would probably say, and I mean, I watched a lot growing up, uh, for what it meant to my childhood and everything, McGuire, because, you know, I was in the fifth grade of that sure 98 is. battle. But, I mean, overall. For sure, he's a class act, for sure. Good for uh, baseball. I hate the Yankees. I do, too. But uh, thank God for Google and YouTube and everything. I love Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Uh, Good it's, for baseball. It, it's hard to pick just one, but... Uh, That's what I was talking about earlier, the, the next prodigy or the next guy that builds that much excitement. There's a lot of talent. Well, you got to think, though. The, the like, talent pool is much greater, right, I guess? Well, yeah. But this, I mean, this sounds bad to say, but they're just there's not guys like that anymore that... I mean, yeah, there's there's players being developed and groomed all the time, but because I mean, there's no uh, dream out there in the backyard anymore in the summer. You know, what I mean, like you said, we you touched on it earlier. Your dream was at six years old to be a MLB. That's right. I was going to play for sure. I mean, I have my own little season out in the backyard. You know what I mean? Going on. There's certain things that you dream when you're a kid like that. Everyone dreams of hitting the game-winning home run, game seven of the World Series. Throwing the game-winning touchdown, two minutes left in the Super Bowl as time expires. You know? Yeah. Uh, Everybody, it's just, you know, imagines that. Imagination's good, right? uh, Very good. There you go. Uh, I don't see that anymore. The dream to recapture. We got to recapture. Baseball has to recapture that dream somehow. To anybody that will listen, you know. To those listeners out there, the few that we have, you know, feedback would we encourage welcome feedback, oh, yeah. even if it says we suck. Right. But uh, yeah. what would you do to change baseball's viewpoint with the public? I mean, what would you do? Uh. I tough, mean, tough job. <laughs> sure Commissioner bet. Kelly, sure bet. Sure, sure bet. bet. Uh, I think you'll do okay, Commissioner. Oh, I've done step down. I mean, once the players get over the initial, you know, phase of wanting to come to your house and beat the shit out of you while you sleep because you're busting their contracts. 
Well, they hire somebody to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. These are 100 millionaire athletes. I mean, they're not going to get their hands dirty. They're going to send somebody else to do it. These guys get four hundred million dollar contracts. They're gonna pay some guy on the street ten grand to come put just, one on the back of your head. You just have to create a baseball pandemic of some sort. Nobody <laughs> gets to play then. Right. Wow. I don't know what. I mean, I don't know what. Well, you know, I mean, I think be, we be a tough job to do right now. I think we pretty much covered it, or at least touched base on. Touch base on it. You know. So, uh. What are some of your uh, favorite memories of watching baseball? Like some of the some oh, of the games or the moments that 70, stuck out to you? Seventy-seven World Series. Seventy. You have to World remind Series. me of the seventy-seven Dodgers Yankees. Uh, when you ask my favorite player, I almost the first guy that kind of popped in my head was Steve Garvey. I know I'm a Dodger fan, but throwback to our very first episode, the birth of a podcast. Kurt goes Steve Garvey or Cecil Cooper. <laughs> there you go. And I said Cecil Cooper, and you just gave me a look like, "What the fuck?" Uh, pretty good first baseman. Just I don't know. I like the way he carried himself. I mean, you know, solid. Guys were more professional back then too. Yes. Yes. You know why? But they weren't afraid to get in a brawl though, neither. You know. If uh-huh. need be, I mean that's that's the part where you say, well, yeah, you kind of miss. I, I there, there's a reason why that's going on. There's and, something and about it, bench clearing brawls, like goes, you love it because you don't see it that often. And I mean, I know it's you know it, this tarnishes the reputation of baseball. Well, the reputation of baseball's kind of went in the shitter the last couple of years. Yeah, whatever's going on to cause that conflict is what's right. Uh, Eighty-six World I hope, Series. I hope, I hope baseball can pull through this, just for the love of baseball. It well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know for sure that it's following the NHL. Uh, I know it's it's under the NFL and the NBA, but the way things are, and you know, public perception of baseball and what you read, and people that say they don't watch anymore. It wouldn't surprise me that Major League Baseball would be the fourth sport right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, the NHL's been kind of taken by storm, revitalized, you know. I mean, even the changes. Crosby been- and Patrick Kane yeah. and all them guys. Even the changes or whatever, the things we talked about, is it going to be enough to change? No. I think you need more. I think yeah. we, we would need more. Uh, that's where baseball is a, I don't know how to say it but a game within a game is pretty clever a game within a game yeah I mean help help baseball everybody <laughs> dad get your gloves like I say get your gloves get your kid a glove get a ball get after it. PSA from Commissioner Kurt Kelly save baseball everybody save, save baseball, baseball. So, well, uh, I think that'll wrap it up. I mean, I figured this would be a little bit longer of an episode, but honestly, I think we did pretty good. So, unless you just want to randomly shoot the shit about baseball, I'd say we shut her down. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, wait, Kurt. Oh, what you got? We can't shut it. Can't shut it down just yet. Oh yeah, what's going on? 
because I need to dig into this laundry list of episodes because I have to do research for the next topic. Did we plug any sponsors? Anymore? Did we plug any sponsors? We, we keep getting better. You know, we didn't even take a break this time. It's a learning curve. I can't say that enough. We're learning how to do stuff. Eventually, we'll get a format down uh, as I light an old lucky strike here. We'll get a format down. Uh, you got a sponsor you want to plug? Tell me what it is, and I'll Google a phone number this time so we get better. Well, this way we'll make it a little more official. Let me let me open up the Google machine here. Okay, Kurt, what are we plugging? Uh, let's see. Monty's Pizza again? Yeah, we'll do that again, for sure. Uh, Pizza Junction, maybe at Ligotis? Yeah. Well, I already got Monty's Pizza. We do, we do Monty's Pizza in Ireland. 812-481-9966. Kurt says they make the best loaded pizza he's ever had, and I kind of rolled my eyes, and then that very first night, I'm like, holy shit. You talk about a meat lover's pizza now. Yeah. It's, I picked up the pizza, and the whole son of a bitch fell in because yeah. it was loaded down. Yeah, your plate is literally full of toppings. Monty's Pizza. It says it is closed right now. Opens at 3 p.m. Forty nine fifty three Indiana fifty six in Ireland. Eight one two four eight one nine nine six six you know they never responded back to my message. I'm like, hey, we're gonna keep plugging you guys unless you uh, say something otherwise. Never, they never responded, dicks. <laughs> we're just kidding, Monty's. We love the pizza. Damn now I want Monty's pizza. Pretty good stuff. Uh so this episode that we did wasn't even on our list. So, uh, so what do you want to do next week? What do you want to talk about? You want to stick with another scoreboards episode? You want to branch off and do a steel toes episode? What do you want to talk about? Or do you want me to give you some, you want me to give you a list of stuff and then I let you pick out of the, you pick out of the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's go that route. You want to pick out of the five? Well, let me get my ink pen ready so I can... Yeah, give me five and we'll, we'll pick it. You know, that's... <laughs> okay, we'll do that. So, for next week's topic, you got five choices. Um, we can do... This is so hard to pick one. We can do... Magic versus Bird. We can do Tiger's 2019 Masters Comeback, his first major in years. We can do the Islanders win four straight Stanley Cups, which I don't think will ever be duplicated. Pretty tough to do. Uh, we can cover... The Subway Series, Yankees and Mets 2000 World Series. Or we will cover the top 10 Pittsburgh Steelers of all time. So I'll run real quick your options. You got Magic versus Bird. You've got the 2000 World Series, Yankees, Mets. You've got Tigers 2019 Masters Comeback. Islanders winning four straight cups or the top 10 Steelers of all time. And I'll let you pick it. 
Tiger Woods. Hey, buddy. Want to cover golf? Let's do, let's do golf. We'll do golf talk? Okay, so. I like so, golf, too. I like golf, too. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Terribly frustrating sport, but. I hate it. I always say I'm never going to play again, and then I do. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, if it's par, like, 72 or 73, 74, I'm shooting about 120. Well, I ain't far behind you. Well, actually, that's a lie. Adam, if Adam listens, he'll say if it's par 36, I'm shooting 120, but Adam's a dick. New ball, please, ain't he? <laughs> if, only you knew a, if only you knew a feller had a golf ball business. Yeah, for sure. Shout out Watery Grave Golf. Look up my page on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, okay, that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Talk about Tiger's I, I like Tiger. dominance and his fall, and then his dominance again. And I like Tiger was good for golf. I don't think anybody's seen him winning another major. No, that was what his fourteenth, fifteenth major. Yeah, not sure on exact number. Yeah, I, I, I think fourteen. I think. I could be that wrong. Sounds, that sounds right. Nobody saw him. Nobody. I didn't. Uh-uh. Nobody saw that uh-uh. coming. Uh, I guess he's got a boy that's going to be. Yeah, Adam was talking about that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be good for golf, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome for golf. I mean, yeah, let's just do a golf episode. All right. Well, hell, why not? Uh, 2019 Tigers Masters comeback. Uh, what course was that at? Uh, Master, that was Gusta. Gusta, right. Yeah. That's right. Probably the most beautiful course in golf, other than the uh, St. Andrews over there. Adam talks about St. Andrews. That's a wee bit of golf. My favorite golfer, because of how obnoxious he is, John Daly. <laughs> well, he could hit a ball a mile. Away. That son of a bitch could murder a ball. Yeah. And the rumor and innuendo was that Happy Gilmore was loosely based off John Daly. Have you ever tried that? Have I ever tried a Happy Gilmore yeah. one? Oh my God. So we were golfing. Uh, there's this nice course. Uh, it's it's a public course. It's uh, Windward Heights down in Hallsville, Kentucky. And I went with some of my friends that I worked with. One of them was my my old supervisor. Shout out Ozzy. Uh, if he sees this or hears this, whatever. But uh, I said, I'm a Happy Gilmore one because I'd never tried to do one yet. And I backed up, and I had this big John Daly driver. had a 540cc head on it. John Daly driver. And I took steps back, steps back, and I come up, and I, and I swung so goddamn hard, I fell on my fat ass. Didn't need, I got up, ball was still sitting there on the tee, and everybody was laughing. Oh, shoot. I tried. I was so embarrassed. I never tried to do another happy again. I have it in the backyard here, hitting out in the field. I tried it. It's pretty difficult <laughs> it seems to be I mean, if you hit it it goes pretty good but in a way you can really control where it goes all right which it's hard enough to do because you're standing there trying to hit a golf ball but i'd say we do let's do some golf who's your all-time favorite golfer paint stewart the late paint stewart uh I mean, I, I say john daly for the comedic relief and just how obnoxious he is but if it comes down to skill uh I'm a Phil guy. Phil Mickelson? I like For that. the simple fact of, uh, I think Phil's the chip king. I've never seen anybody chip a ball uh, better than it, Phil Mickelson. Get up and down how he does it sometimes. It's like, you're thinking, you're thinking oh, no, disaster, right? You know, uh-huh. in my in my bag, and uh, so many people have gave me shit about this. In my bag, I have a chipping iron, 
You know, some guys carry one, some don't. And everybody's like, why do you have that? You don't need it. I'm like, Phil Mickelson. And I tell you what, I bought one of those nets with the plastic balls. And in the winter of 2016, I was in my basement all winter long just chipping, just chipping. Uh, there's something about Phil. Uh, beautiful swing. Yeah, for sure. Probably the most beautiful swing I've ever seen. Uh, my favorite golfer now or nowadays, he, he, he's kind of fell off the radar. He was number one in the world for several years. It was uh, Jason day. And, uh, had a long way, folks. Jason, I don't know what the hell his back messed up on him. He's just not the same guy he used to be. Uh, Rory's pretty good. I mean, your margin for error in golf is just. You know why I like golf so much? Because, you know, when you're playing a team sport, you can put responsibility on other people. When you're at golf, the responsibility is solely on you. Like, if you fuck up, it's on you. Yeah, for sure. If you win, it's on you. I mean. And guys are good. Better than we are. For sure. I said we do a golf episode. Okay, then we'll uh, off to get some off to do some research on the rise and fall of Tiger, and then the uh, the comeback that nobody saw coming. Uh, be our first golf episode. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really interesting. They play, they play uh, golf in Canada, Canada too, don't they? Did you say we had somebody view? Hunting? We have, uh, yeah. So shout out, shout out to that guy. So uh, fun thing here. Um, our feed's still up on Transistor, which was our host site for 48 hours before I made the switch to Podbean. Uh, so essentially, I'm paying for two hosts, but the the Transistor feed and the subscription will end in the next month. So we're still listed on Transistor, but we're hosted on Podbean. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Steel Toes and Scoreboards. We're listed on Stitcher, which is a great podcast app. Uh, we're still waiting approval, which I don't know what's taking so fucking long, but we're still waiting on approval from Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, which is essentially iTunes, and um, Google Podcasts. But we're so, but we're still listed. You know, our both our websites, the one on Transistor and Podbeam, have embedded, embedded players in there, so you can listen to us there. You can download us on Stitcher or Spotify. And I'm tracking all these stats and downloads, and uh, I don't remember where I was tracking it, if I was tracking it off one of the sites or if I was tracking it off of Spotify, but we got a download from Canada, so <laughs> Kurt was all excited. He's like, woohoo, we got some, but we're, we're going global now. I'm like, easy there, Hiroshima. We're not even out of North America yet, but uh, yeah, so the it's growing. Uh, we just... I'd like it to grow a little bit faster and a little bit quicker, but I think over time, hopefully, and I think what'll really help is after I learn to format these episodes, we get a good format going of, okay, we're going to talk at this particular time of each episode. We're going to have a hard out where we plug a sponsor, which we don't have any, but we're doing free. Essentially we're doing free publicity for people. So hopefully something (laughs) happens and, and I have to get better at editing these episodes together. Um, and I'm really struggling with that because I, I take these off the the recorder here and it's in a WAV format and I have to plug it into my computer to convert it to an MP3 to upload it to Transistor and I have to go through this file, this uh, studio app called Audacity. It's, it's a lot of work editing. It's a lot of tech work, uh, but I'm getting better at it. So 
But uh, like us on Facebook and Twitter. Follow us, uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards. It's a long Memorial weekend starting off here, so I'll have plenty of time to uh, edit this and get it up and then uh, start preparing for next week. Uh, Kurt wants to talk a little golf, so. Nobody saw Tiger winning another major, at least not the Masters, no. if anything. So, no, absolutely not. All right, guys, for uh, Kurt Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins. And uh, for our good friend, Kurt's roommate, Doyle, who always manages to chime in when we need somebody that we can't think of something for. So uh, we will see you guys next week on Steel Toes and Scoreboards.